0: Hi, this is Mike with Rogue Media Network. As Texas opens back up, some of our shows have chosen to continue to record from remote locations. Some of our other shows have started recording in studio with very few people observing social distancing. Thanks for listening, and please be safe. i pronouns she, her, hers.
1: And I'm Josie, pronouns he, they.
0: And we're we're your judges.
1: judges. Got it in one. Got
0: it in one. It's
1: by the cover, podcast. A
0: podcast that is definitely still happening.
1: 100% still happening, and we are here, and we have coffee. We
0: have coffee. And we are
1: not going to slam it down on the table.
0: That was a very pointed comment, I just want to say. I feel a little attacked.
1: No, I'm just saying we aren't. Like, that's a thing that we won't do. Yeah. Um... If you've never listened to the podcast yes. uh, or if you've forgotten because it's taken so long um, that the two weeks is just kind of past your attention span. Um, we
0: will try to get more regular. We're just regular. Mm, this is not a bowel movement. This is a podcast. And it's a podcast we about... Are,
1: we are doing regular episodes still every other week.
0: Amazon book reviews. Um, and we read them. And it's very funny every time.
1: Because people on the internet are... Weird. Um. And uh, do we have a do we have a cold open? Um. um
0: do we have a cold? You got a open TikTok. Today? I got a TikTok, but I don't know if that's something to brag about so much. No, it's as like, not. I I now have one so that I can see the videos that my little sister and best friend want to send to me. I mean, you are one of my best friends, but Brusina is also one of your my best friends. Your other
1: best friend, um, your best friend too, if you will. <laughs>
0: This is not an indictment. Um, I'm so anxious right now. What if I make someone angry at me?
1: I think that there's a big difference between Um, a romantic partner, best friend, and then like your best friend who is hanging out with you consistently Um, via Zoom, mostly. And I I
0: considered for like a hot two seconds that I was going to make this a TikTok for my cat, Griffin. Mm -hmm. Our cat, Griffin. Our cat, Griffin.
1: The cat we share. The cat that
0: we both run and operate. The
1: cat that, that owns us.
0: To be fair, yeah. I mean, to be fair, I think I did find Griffin more than she found me. Um, in her cinder block, she was just like do 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 do. Kittens stay out. I'm less than three weeks old and way less than a pound, but I could live my own life independently and don't need this woman.
1: She could she could not though. Um, but yeah,
0: and and then I haven't done anything with it besides watch videos and occasionally hate the hate the Internet TikTok UI
1: culture. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe we've been we've been talking about a we've been talking about a TikTok skit. It might be forthcoming uh do you what do you have for me becca uh
0: oh yeah no i i start today um so i have a question for you are you feeling uh gay sci-fi uh mishap detective tomfoolery Mm -hmm. or the elite a biography
1: Oh, I want the elite biographies. Okay, that is so enticing.
0: Okay, so today I'm going to give you um, "Save Me the Plums," my gourmet memoir.
1: Oh, by Ruth yes.
0: R- 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 Reichel. Reichel. Reichel.
1: I'm going to go with Reichel
0: on that. Raquel. I don't know. Ruth. Um, Ruth. Good uh, my Ruth. good friend Ruth. Yes. Um, Was so- it also
1: pounded into you? that you have to refer to people by their last name in an essay because you don't know them personally. It was always strange to me though, because I feel like I do know them, you know, I mean, especially like if you were
0: reading a memoir of theirs, like I feel like we've gone, like they've invited me into their life now.
1: Although actually I was talking with, uh, my sister and good friend, Beth, um, your
0: best friend, sister, my my best
1: friend, uh, if you will. Um, (laughs) And uh, she knew uh, APA, because that's the, the medical style, uh, oh. sticks with APA mostly, mm-hmm. um, which is honestly the best style. Um, not to, in case anyone likes the MLA format.
0: I like Chicago to, well enough. Oh,
1: no, that's actually, you're right. Chicago is my preferred. But APA has done a really interesting thing where uh, you never use someone's title um, you only use their last name and it is both to make sure that everything is gender neutral, uh, mm. as as gender neutral as possible, but then also that you don't refer to someone as a doctor unless them being a doctor is relevant to the, the, the paper you're writing. Oh, interesting. Um, that essentially there's a the, be doop. I'm so
0: sorry. We love
1: unplugging uh, I'm utilities. I'm sorry.
0: I just, I'm fidgety. That's one of my great curses. It's one of the great benefits of us recording this when we get to in the studio is I don't get to fidget with all of my shit that's around me and I don't get to touch it. So I apologize for what might've been a negative sound experience.
1: Uh, but, my computer uh, loves you. But uh, that essentially things like people, someone being a doctor or someone being a reverend, anything like that mm-hmm. um, has, uh, it creates a, develops a bias that the only time you should refer to someone's title is if like you're writing a a paper on, you know, uh, breathing, and the person is a Breath one doctor. doctor. Yeah. <laughs> I know medical terms. Um, so
0: anyway, so I've forgotten the title. Save me the plums. I really want it to be Hand Me the Plums. I don't know why.
1: Give me those plums.
0: Uh, that sweet, sweet plum, but, um Is <laughs> a New York Times best seller. And what the New York Times has to say about it is trailblazing food writer and beloved restaurant critic Ruth R- Reichel Rochelle, Ruth, uh, took the job and the risk of a lifetime when she entered the high-stakes world of magazine publishing.
1: Man, her (laughs) last name has just ruined your ability to pronounce any word now. I wish I
0: could say that this isn't normal for me, but I would say this is pretty par for the course. Okay, when she entered the high-stakes world of magazine publishing, Mm -hmm. I can say words, Now for the first time, she chronicles her groundbreaking tenure as editor-in-chief of Gourmet. A must for any food lover. Ruth is. Let's assume every time I say Ruth, it's her last name because it really will break me. Is a warm, intimate writer. She peels back the curtain to a glamorous time of magazine making. You'll tear through this memoir. Thanks, Refinery Twenty Nine.
1: This is this is exactly why we go to Amazon book reviews for the reviews mm-hmm. because this is this review is such bullshit. You I- could say this about. Literally any book. Like, ooh, uh, a must for any magic lover. The author is a warm, intimate writer. She peels back the curtain to a- Food lover.
0: To be fair, not a magic lover. No, that's- Hang on,
1: hang on. Pulls back the curtain to a glamorous time of casting spells. You'll tear through this, Harry Potter book.
0: Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Um, so anyway, I, that's kind of why I called it, uh, Privilege the Book, or the Memoir, um, <laughs> yeah, is yeah, because, yeah. like, it just, like, it oozes it. Um, when Condé Nast offered Ruth the top position at America's oldest Epicurean magazine, she declined. She was a writer, not a manager, and had no inclination to be anyone's boss. Yet, Ruth had been reading Gourmet since she was eight. It had inspired her career. How could she say no? This is the story of a former Berkeley hippie entering the corporate world and worrying about, her, about losing her soul. It is the story of the moment restaurants <laughs> became an important part of popular culture. A time when the rise of the farm-to-table movement changed forever the way we eat. Huh. <laughs> Oh. Readers will meet legendary chefs like David Chang and Eric Rupert, Ripert.
1: just no one has a good name in the, in the, um, idiosyncratic,
0: idiosyncratic writers <laughs> like David Foster Wallace and a colorful group of editors and art directors who under- Ruth's leadership transformed Stately Gourmet into a cutting-edge publication. This was the golden age of print media. The last spendthrift gasp before the internet turned the magazine world upside down. Complete with recipes, Save Me the Plums is a personal journey of a woman coming to terms with being in charge and making a mark, following a passion and holding on to her dreams, even when she ends up in a place she never expected to be. How many... How many... How many different books has Ruth written about her epicurean experience?
1: Oh goodness. Um three including this one.
0: Um she has written I think four four personal stories
1: about just what it's like being a being a manager, and dare I say, a girl boss.
0: 136 recipes that saved my life, a cookbook, <laughs> and a novel called Delicious.
1: So we've got Delicious, Save Me the Plums, Save Me those Delicious Plums. Tell me, tell me what the real people think about this. So
0: J.M. O'Connor gives this a five stars, um, another hit from Ruth. I have cherished each and every one of Ruth's books. Tender at the Bone, Come for Me with Apples, were my favorites.
1: Why does Ruth make... Is it me? Like, is it... I just... I need to know. Am I just tainted in some way?
0: You're a dirty, nasty person. Am
1: I just a dirty, dirty, dirty human being that all of her all of her books sound like innuendos, right? Yeah, no. Every I don't think sing- you're
0: imagining that.
1: Oh, oh, Tender to the Bone. Save
0: me the plot. Which
1: like like Tender to the Bone is a real thing, right? That one would say like mm-hmm. you want your meat to be tender to the bone, mm-hmm. but naming your book Tender to the Bone, like I th- this is She's it. She's
0: tender and the bone is the core of the issue and so her tenderness has relaxed the meat. Yes, this is not going
1: is so well. Right. Okay, new new segment idea, which is erotica or uh, or food book. Yes, because from what I'm getting from Ruth, and what I must imagine is the rest of the cooking fandom or whatever, is that we're gonna that would actually be a, a significantly difficult uh, game to play. All right, tell me more.
0: I've waited five years, not so patiently, since her last book and it did not disappoint. This book covers her years as the editor of Gourmet Magazine. I was especially interested since I was in advertising and had many dealings with the magazine. She gives us a glimpse of the world of Condé Nast with accurate perceptions, their various characters. I was so sad when Gourmet closed and I was so sad when this book ended.
1: Oh my goodness. What a what a what a tragedy. Imagine saying that you waited five years for for another food book for to come a out.
0: Memoir. Another memoir.
1: Another memoir. And and here's the thing, Brandon Sanderson is eventually gonna come out with the fourth book in the series that I'm waiting on and like it's a big thing, and like King Killer Chronicles, same way long time, still waiting on that third book. But I don't even think that then I would say, Oh, I've waited so impatiently for this book because I've just consumed other media. It
0: is also like you are waiting for the continuation of a story that has left you on a hook. Mm -hmm. Um, This person is waiting for more information about a person who exists.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, that's that's a very good point. It's not
0: like they got to be like, hey, Ruth, you're turning... 40 no, not 40 90 in a month and like that's when things start to get dicey for old people i guess so get it on yikes not good podcasting
1: <laughs> oh what else we got
0: um i really just want to highlight <laughs> oh, no. i want to highlight jim nicely's five star review I or jill nicely
1: the
0: title of which is plumb the depths <laughs> which Plum isn't making it any better um,
1: oh pass me those Deep plums.
0: Uh, Ruth, ha- I'm just going to like skip through this one. It's kind of a long one. Mm-hmm. I just like highlighting some of the thoughts that are happening here. Yeah. Ruth had a long relationship with Gourmet from when she first found the magazine in a dusty used bookstore on an outing with her first book designer, with her, sorry, in a dusty used bookstore on an outing with her book designer father. Just like so much, just like so much book. privilege. Yeah. Through the years, it lost its unique voice through her reign as editor. What? Through to her reign as editor. There we go. She was able to bring back the spark that Gourmet had to let her creative team run wild with imagination and panache. She inspired the best young writers to its pages. She brought life to its covers. She helped unite the chefs of New York in celebrations and in charity work.
1: Yeah, well, you know, we all have important things that we need to do.
0: Ruth's stories are beautifully told, filled with textures and flavors, nuance and surprise. Ah,
1: flavors? (laughs) Ah? Did you... Hey, hey God, did you appreciate that? Jill made a... I just want to, like...
0: I like to think of this, like, um, review as Jill being like, please, I want to be hired as a writer. (laughs) Ruth, notice me, please. (laughs) Ruth's stories are beautifully told, and just like the best gourmet meal, all of these textures and nuance and surprise... And flavor... A dash of magic. Oh. I love reading her stories. A,
1: a sprinkling of, of the alphabet.
0: She has a way of explaining how things change as they stay the same and how you can move forward by staying in place. And that story of Paris in the black dress? Absolutely. Breathtaking. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, anyway, so Fibonacci says, my thoughts with a two star. Life and times of the one percent having enjoyed ruth's earlier books i look forward to this one but its author is a different ruth one basking in the perks and characters of rarefied food world with scarcely a twinge of concern for any issues other than gourmet's next the book is sprinkled with sharp takes on quirky personalities and faint whiffs of remembrance of times past it's a pleasant read but the reader expecting the mirage to shatter will be disappointed in the end
1: okay while definitely valid, and it makes a lot of sense, because this is a lot of times how how people experience, I think specifically class privilege, people that maybe do actually start struggling and then become wealthier over time and more successful and kind of forget that. So I think that's a very valid critique. I do think it's very funny that Fibonacci includes, thus implying, I think, that they felt this way, that... I I thought that it would all be broken at the end, that it would be this a mass illusion that she she changes her ways, and I just couldn't imagine reading a memoir in that fashion. Like there, there's gonna be a twist ending, <laughs> like
0: where she suddenly stops being. This
1: is a this is this is a the 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 M and M Night Shyamalan stands for memoir.
0: Another two star Got review. There. One girl's opinion. <laughs> you can have my plums if you want. Do- And that's, like, the best part about all of it. Like, it's not a particularly funny review. I just really love the title of that review. I also
1: really enjoyed your delivery. You can have my plums if you want. I'm
0: sorry I became a robot.
1: If you Um, would like my plums, please take them. And so, like... Complimentary.
0: The final thought that I think I would like to leave us with is a (laughs) two-star from a Shelby Braverman, which is, Ruth, I'd like to like you. This is the second Ruth book I've read, and the first one I finished only because it was a fast read. She does spin a good tail, but there is something off-putting about her style. A self-absorption that other reviewers have noted. I resented the way people were summed up in a few characteristics, sometimes compared to animals. Was that it? Uh, Or you
1: kind of pausing in case I wanted to jump in there? Like a kangaroo. I find
0: it so disturbing. Like.
1: Disturbing like a naked mole rat.
0: Yes, like a a naked mole rat. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Like. The fact that I think if I were to compare someone to an animal of any kind, Mm -hmm. there would be like a certain degree of like literal dehumanization there that people would find alarming.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that obviously we have a lot of similes, as a fox, dumb as a horse. Horses are very smart to have dumb as a horse oh they huh?
0: do panic a lot and like okay hurt themselves. yeah no
1: that's definitely valid horses like horses horse, have horse exactly two modes to like panic and yeah. run away no that's that's fair i mean like trained horses horses are very can be very well trained um but yes horses are known for it's those it's the fact that they can't see in front of them
0: Yeah, so, you know, I just was alarmed that she compares people to animals. Yeah, uh,
1: absolutely.
0: That is, that is definitely the, like, who Maureen Dolan-Rosen wants to say, no wonder gourmet went under. (laughs) I love it. I look forward to this one. It was given to me as a gift. And I will preface this this review by saying that the recipes are a real bonus, hence the two stars. But the book, for me, quickly spun into tales of wretched ex- excess and whining and gossip among the literati. Maybe I missed something. It just wasn't that interesting.
1: All right. So- and that being said, time for an ad break. Boop, boop, boop. Beep, beep,
0: beep. beep. Boop, boop, boop.
1: hi I'm Josie and I'm one of the co-judges of buy the cover podcast
0: and I am Becca and also one of the co-judges of the buy the cover podcast
1: We're here to tell tell you all about a new a newish bookshop in Waco Texas fabled fabled bookstore because I couldn't remember if it's Fabled Bookstore or Bookshop, so Fabled Bookstore is what they're going to be known as.
0: Fabled is a really great place to get, um, I think, a customized um, approach to your like reading searching quest. Yeah,
1: one of the things that I thought specifically we could talk about in this uh, ad that we've decided to do without Fabled asking us to um, is specifically, obviously right now we're in the middle of uh, a pandemic, Um, A lot of people are staying at home, you should be staying at home as much as you can. Um, And one of the great things that that Fabled came out with was uh, essentially Book book shipments, uh, book boxes,
0: book boxes,
1: uh, where they will have you select the like, give them as many books as you want of different things you've read and really enjoy, as well as genres. Uh, and then they will essentially have one of their salespeople go through and create a, a surprise box. Uh, and they also include uh, coffee, um, mm-hmm, that which we
0: drank very fast, very
1: quickly. Um, and I think. Uh, it was very cool, we got one, Becca tried to surprise me with it, and then I accidentally mm-hmm. snuck up behind her and saw what she was doing, um, in a cute way. I realized Sneak up behind you.
0: <laughs> it's fine. Um, so we, we submitted the kinds of books that we're interested in, like mm-hmm. thankfully Josie and I are interested in very similar types mm-hmm. of books. Um, but I think
1: one of the perfect uh, one of the things that like I really wanted to point out about it is exactly how good they are at finding books that that you would be interested in is that the box that they sent us included a book that Becca had bought for herself just two weeks before. Uh, and and didn't put on the list. Obviously, I don't think they're going to nope. try to double it up. But that's like exactly like how in tune they were just with that one survey uh, with your exact interests was they picked a book you had already decided for yourself mm-hmm. you would be interested in. So. Yeah.
0: So it's been it's been great getting to to read those books. I mean, obviously, I was in the process of that book. Um, anyway, and so I can't, I can't recommend Fabled enough. I'm excited for when they open up again. They also have, you know, a delicious, um, coffee, um, ca- cafe um, coffee-café. Coffee-café. Um, and it's kind of a lovely place to get to sit and relax, and so when we get through all of this COVID-19 stuff, hopefully sooner rather than later, um, for now we should still stay home, um, but you can, you can do pickup from them. They're starting to do curbside pickup. Um, and I think for food as well as books, but I can't confirm that because Fabled isn't necessarily paying us with its little ad spots.
1: Also an ad spot that is much longer than most real ad spots are, uh, because we are ramble. <laughs> Fabledbookshop.com. Go check them out. And, uh, once they're back open, check out Fabled Bookshop in Waco, Texas.
0: And we're back.
1: Yeah, what a what an excellent ad that was! Especially if it was us giving it. Um, so, Becca, you know what time it is? Mm-hmm. It's time for the book plug. I'm gonna be
0: emotionally <laughs> scarred for like a couple minutes. Okay, don't expect me to recover quickly from that. Woo!
1: What? You have a problem? You have with- a problem with book plug? Oh my God. Uh, so here at, at By the Cover, we normally just find books that we find that are a little bit out there, ones that we can usually make fun of as well. Um, and, uh, and we're kind of sourcing them ourselves. But book plug is a time that we take a look at some some indie authors, some some small authors that, that find us on Twitter that I find on Twitter. Go follow by the cover on, underscore pod on Twitter and uh Instagram. And if you're an indie uh if you're an indie author who wants a, uh, hey,
0: oh. I can't
1: do it. <laughs> book plug. Um, go ahead and, and send us a message or add us. Uh, that's at by the cover underscore pod. And today I've got Sometimes We Tell the Truth uh, by Kim Zarin's. I hope is how her last name is spelled. The book that I'm plugging today is Sometimes We Tell the Truth. A novel by Kim Zarens. You can find uh, the author, Kim Zarens, at Kim Zarens on Twitter. That's K-I-M-Z-A-R-I-N-S, at Kim Zarens on Twitter. Sometimes we tell the truth. In this contemporary retelling of the Canterbury Tales, a group of teens on a bus ride to Washington, D.C. each tell a story, some fantastical, some realistic, some downright scandalous, in pursuit of the ultimate prize. A perfect score. Huh. Jeff boards the bus for the civics class trip to Washington, D.C. with a few things on his mind. Would you like to hear them? I'm ready. One. Six hours trapped with his classmates sounds like a disaster waiting to happen. To
0: be fair, having done six hours trapped with my classmates? Yes. No,
1: it's awful. Uh, he somehow ended up sitting next to his ex-best friend who he hasn't spoken to in years. Ooh, that is awkward. It's really rough. Ex-friends are... horrid. Horde. Uh, He still feels guilty for the major part he played in pranking his teacher and the trip's chaperone, Mr. Bailey. And his best friend, Cannon, never one to be trusted and banned from the trip, (gasps) has something big planned for DC. Wait,
0: how did Cannon go on the trip? I'm sure we'll learn.
1: Presumably, I think he's sneaking there in some way. In
0: disguise. But
1: Mr. Bailey has an idea to keep everyone in line. Each person on the bus is going to have the chance to tell a story. It can be fact or fiction, realistic or fantastical, dark or funny or sad. It doesn't matter. Each person gets a story, and whoever tells the best one will get an automatic A in the class. Dang. But in the middle of all the storytelling, with secrets and confessions coming out, Jeff only has one thing on his mind. Can he live up to the super successful story published in the school newspaper weeks ago that convinced everyone that he was someone smart, someone special, and someone with something to say. Mm. In her debut novel, Kim Zarns breathes new life into Chaucer's The Canterbury Tales. In a Isn't fresh. It a Chaucer? Like,
0: like, like. Sh-
1: sh- Chaucer? Chaucer?
0: I mean, I could be totally wrong right uh, now. Maybe
1: a... <laughs> Uh <laughs> I think it is Chaucer, yeah. Um, in a fresh and contemporary retelling that explores the dark realities. Now it is I who has made the computer ding. Hmm. Uh, noise
0: crimes from all the podcast (laughs) hosts
1: the dark realities of high school and the ordinary moments that bring us all together uh so i would like i would like to start out with the worst review uh that kim received on on amazon um it is a fairly new book um and so not not too many to pick from but the worst one why shulman gives three stars somewhat vulgar it was just vulgar. Some of the stories were really good, but there were others that were just vulgar, and it's not what I expected.
0: Huh, I expect all my teen literature to be sterile.
1: Not only really that, but I expect my teen literature that's based off of the Canterbury Tales to be sterile.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, oh, I mean, don't you know old-timey tales were never gross, and we were never gross until we got into this modern society? It's
1: this modern society.
0: And...
1: <laughs> they their 2010 sens- sensibilities. <laughs> I didn't really connect with the ending either. There were some nicely written moments, and Mr. Bailey was pretty cool. Oh, bruh. This person was a narc in school. (laughs) But I am going to start the real Canterbury Tales now, especially with this book as background and the resources it has in the back. My problem is I'm worried about how with this book I realized I didn't really like multiple story things, but I'm excited. Yeah, but you're not going to like the Canterbury Tales. What? Imagine reading a book that's based off the Canterbury Tales, being like, "Mm, a little vulgar, but but kind of interesting, didn't like the multiple stories, gonna give it a shot.
0: Yeah, but the Canterbury Tales are even harder to cut through. Oh
1: man, it's so rough. I read, I was supposed to read all of them. I think I read two or three. Oh my
0: gosh, did you, did you do the... I don't remember the cheating the, the cheating one because I am a compulsive non liar. Spark notes. Spark
1: notes. No, I
0: couldn't read spark notes because I couldn't lie.
1: Yeah, I I often didn't read things, but also didn't do the spark notes because I was good enough at picking up context clues in the class conversation. Um, like one time. We were uh, we were in class. Uh, this was not for the Canterbury Tales, but I was in my religion class and we were reading Flannery O'Connor stories. Um, some of my dad's favorite short stories are by Flannery O'Connor. Um, and there was this one specific one um, where one of the characters is is called the mother.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And someone asked in class, why is this person called the mother why don't we ever hear her name this is the first thing that has been said i did not read it i didn't have time it was we were
0: something was happening i'm sure i
1: was running tech for a for a musical i think i was
0: running tech for a musical.
1: (laughs) um i think that's actually what it was i think i was light board up dirty theater kid um yeah um this is the first thing that's been mentioned and the professor Dr. Wood, terrible religion professor, do not take uh, his class if, if you're going to Baylor. <laughs> um, just awful, awful. And, uh, and he, he said, well, let's ask the class. You know, and he says, what, what does everyone else think? Why is the mother never given a name? The class goes dead silent. And no one, no one raises their hand. And I kind of look around at everybody I raise my hand, and he points at me, and I say, Well, it's because her identity is entirely based in her motherhood, and in her relationship with her children. In fact, it seems that she attempts to find worth vicariously through them, and therefore, as a character, can be perfectly characterized as a mother. And he said, Exactly. Damn. Damn. Anyway. Have
0: I ever told you the story? Sorry, not to like no. totally uh, sidebar, but another where I got called out But mm-hmm. I was a compulsive reader and I have to tell the truth. Right. As um, we were supposed to take notes on our copies of Romeo and Juliet. And at first, this was really challenging for me mm-hmm. um, because you don't write in books. So, um, so we had to take notes. And so I started taking notes on our copy of Romeo and Juliet. And at the time I felt like a very smart teenager because I didn't think Romeo and Juliet was romantic
1: which it's not. And
0: so I made fun of Romeo and Juliet through my through my notes. And more than that, I drew <laughs> naughty cartoons in in the in the what do you call the the borders, holy cow, the the the, the like clear space on the side.
1: The margins.
0: The margins. Thank yeah. you. Um, Words. And so, like, I drew all these, like, nasty cartoons where I'd, like, (laughs) make the characters be like, I'm gonna go do this thing. That sounds stupid as fuck. Um, Oh, no. And one day my teacher saw that I had, like, drawn all of these things and, like, saw how many notes I had in Romeo and Juliet. We were about halfway through. And she grabs the book and I was like, oh, Jesus, this is where I get expelled for being (laughs) profane. Uh And she doesn't look at it. Thank God she was not a very smart teacher.
1: Oh no. And just
0: picks it up and goes, Class, Becca is doing such a wonderful job taking detailed notes. I mean, look, there are drawings. She is interacting with the text. Mm-hmm. You should be more like that. And she handed back the book to me and I was like, yes, thank you. I am a good student. Not going to go burn this copy of Romeo and Juliet.
1: I also made, uh, I would also make stick figure. I made stick figure cartoons because I'm not very good at drawing. But my freshman year, that was a lot of how I took notes was stick figure cartoons. Um, wow. Matt Puccini, five stars. <laughs> uh, that's not, it also gave five stars, but the name of the review is five stars. Oh, great funny book by a great and beautiful author oh matt it's nice but Dude. it's a little skeevy i
0: mean like what if what if he knows her that's
1: true it could just be a nice compliment
0: i just i never
1: read that was a
0: lot of assumptions that i just made what if matt knows kim
1: mhm She has an amazing talent of writing to appeal to all ages, and has presented each tale in such a unique and fascinating way. Quite a few twists here, even for those of you who think they know the stories. Mm. The characters are great, and the book is full of surprises. I loved it.
0: I think it's so great that, like, we have authors who are willing to pursue, like, actively transforming stories in a Mm. way that is smart. Um, Especially, like, I think there is a lot to be said for the Canterbury Tales, but, like, if there's no way to relate, then, like, what is the point?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Ma Star Sterling. Ma Star Sterling gives five stars. Genius. Sometimes we tell the truth. And the truth is this book is amazing. I was
0: about to lie to you. I was gonna.
1: <laughs> I was gonna give a false review, but it's great.
0: It's too good for me to lie.
1: I couldn't put it down. If you're familiar with the work of Chaucer, Chaucer... <laughs> You will fall your... You will fall? You will laugh your arse off.
0: Your arse off. Your
1: arse off. Especially at the modern adaptation of The Wife of Bath. Great supplement for students reading Canterbury Tales. The characters, although slightly different, remain consistent with Chaucer's in characteristics and personality. Hmm. Um, so, Yeah. I didn't actually have... uh, There's not a lot of, like, really funny, like, bad reviews on here, which is, you know, great. Um, I'm also realizing that I misspoke. This book has been been out, uh, actually, for a little bit longer than I thought. Um, But that being said, no reason not to go get it. It seems very good. It sounds um, like the
0: kind of thing that would be really helpful if you have a student or mm-hmm. a child who is struggling with reading mm-hmm. Canterbury Tales. This might help them.
1: Well, not only that, from the sounds of it, what Kim has done is, first of all, done an amazing amount of research into the actual Canterbury Tales themselves, not just the book itself, but some of the some of the history around the story and has put a lot of those resources in the back of the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's actually a really good, yeah, exactly, that it's this nice clarifying updated and yet changed accessible, um, very accessible story, but then also a lot of resources to make the original accessible as well. Um, oh,
0: I know why they made that funny joke at the beginning of the, because the, the title, title is the sometimes
1: book. we tell the truth. I yeah. love
0: clever reviewers. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah, So Just, like much. really
1: surprised me there. Uh, you can find sometimes we tell the truth on Amazon, of course. Um, but Jeff Bezos is, is evil uh, and a much better place to go would be bookshop.org. Uh, just search for Sometimes We Tell the Truth. It will be the first result. And uh, and bookshop.org is great uh, because it supports independent bookstores. Uh, any bookstore that... The independent bookstore that joins kind of their bookstore coalition, even if they're not necessarily providing the books that are being ordered, uh, still get a portion of the profits. Actually, I'm looking at it right now. It's over a million dollars has been raised for local bookstores. And that's um, so,
0: so, so important right now. I mean, bookstores are struggling as Mm -hmm. it is, much less with a global pandemic. So yeah.
1: And and I think a big part of it as well is one of the the benefits that a place like Amazon has is it has so many warehouses and they, you know, pay their workers so little um, that they can do this, they can do delivery much cheaper than a lot of these independent bookstores can, that they're trying to find ways to make delivery work in this time when they haven't had to do that before. And so I think bookshop.org is a great way to keep ordering online, keep having that convenience of those cheaper delivery prices while still directly helping independent bookstores. Uh, So this has been Booklog i'm dying let's
0: head to the ad break so that i can die in private whoa hello we are what's your excuse podcast exactly i'm caitlin i am megan and we are
1: here to talk to you about all of your things that you want to shit talk about
0: that's right is your life
1: going poorly check are you curious about
0: diseases that are running rampant Check. check do you want to know all the places i have had sex in this world Check. Check. <laughs> you can find that all right here on What's Your Excuse podcast uh, at Rogue Media Network. You can find us on Apple Podcasts,
1: Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and Google. Yes, that's right. And give us a follow.
0: <laughs> What's Your Excuse? Hello, book bitches.
1: Jesus Christ. Um, we're back. <laughs> Um, feared by, <laughs> feared, <laughs> feared by Hell An Urban Fantasy Action Adventure The Unbelievable Mr. Brownstone Book 1 and,
0: and Some of these titles on like Amazon Just get
1: so beleaguered By Michael Anderla Anderla and, and Daryl, Anderl You never mess with a young girl Around James Brownstone Oh god
0: no this didn't start well
1: It doesn't matter what crime syndicate You belong to That just doesn't sit well with him.
0: It shouldn't sit well with anyone. Anyone?
1: And maybe just like...
0: Congratulations, Mr. Brownstone, on having base-level humanity.
1: The world has changed since the news of Orasirin... Yeah, we know what that is. Came out 20 years before. Now, countries all over the world have agreed to using a bounty system for dangerous criminals. Using advanced magic or... Advanced technology. What? People too powerful for the cops to deal with.
0: I hope that we can understand those words.
1: Well, it was italic, so. Magical criminals, thugs, and bounty hunters. In the future, we revert to a I
0: didn't understand those words.
1: <laughs> if you find out you are hunted by brownstone, we suggest you turn yourself in. It will save you a monumental ass-kicking. Brownstone oh. likes his life simple, but life is about to throw him a wicked curveball.
0: Is it a woman?
1: I, yeah, I think I think it's definitely uh, definitely a woman. Scroll back to the top. You can tell you can tell that um, Michael wrote his own his own uh, summary here. <laughs> Go back to the the top of this thread and click read for free or buy now and kick back for a fun action-packed adventure that will have you yelling for the good guys and laughing at just how much brownstone can infuriate shay and how thoroughly shay mystifies brownstone
0: i am man who hunt people for living but woman confused woman
1: confuses me Note, this book contains cursing. Perhaps humorous cursing, but cursing nevertheless. If this offends you, I don't suggest reading this book. Mm. Oh, so many times these summaries are just like, we gotta figure out what this book is about, so like let's get through it. But this summary is such a work of art, such a gift.
0: <laughs> uh, wow, yeah, mm-hmm. this one has cursing in it. Do you think it has cursing, like like vulgarity, as well as like magic cursing?
1: <laughs> you're cursed. Like a, like an abracadabra. Fuck you is what you're thinking. Yeah. Um. Oh no, we're gonna have to pay the McElroys now, won't we? Oh no. All right. Um. Let's go. Let's go with. You give me a high or a low. Sandy. Sandy, five stars. Not what I was expecting. Even better.
0: Wow.
1: With a name like Mr. Brownstone, I pictured a Sherlock Holmes type character with a tweed suit and a bowler hat. Did you did you get that after reading the summary, though?
0: Or like the cover of the book, because oh. I can see the cover of the book and I see a man in a t-shirt.
1: <laughs> so not a Sherlock Holmes. Also, when I read the name Mr. Brownstone, my first thought was, not a very creative naming. He's yeah. built
0: like a brick shit
1: house. <laughs> Couldn't have been further from the actual character. James Brownstone is a bounty hunter, with a capital H for some reason, who is helping with some of the chaos <laughs> that has followed with the gate between or- Orasirin and Earth starting to open. Okay, is Orasirin, Orasirin? is apparently another world, is okay. what I'm going to guess okay. now.
0: Okay. How did it come out, though?
1: When he's not out taking care of the criminals, he's living and breathing and also eating barbecue. What? I
0: breathe in the ribs.
1: Whether it's watching cooking shows, reading books on the history of barbecue, or going out to eat, James Brownstone loves his barbecue.
0: See, okay, so I would like to propose that it would be way funnier if, like, the beginning of that, uh, the, the summary was like, you can't get away with insulting a rack of ribs in front of Mister <laughs> Brownstone, but to suggest that that ribs was not appropriately braised, and then, I don't know um, barbecue. Do think,
1: um, also, I I did I I got these, this book all prepped and did forget about the barbecue love, and so now I really enjoy that we kind of had the the, the 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 save me the plums, and now we have like Mister Brownstone, oh. please save my plums, oh my you know. God. Mr. Brownstone, please save my plums. I'm calling it right now, episode title. Do you
0: know, um, I bet you that Shay knows about barbecue.
1: Oh, and that is is mystifying. He's
0: like, a woman? a, A
1: girl knows about barbecue?
0: She likes pork?
1: He lives his life ruled by kiss. Keep it simple, stupid.
0: Okay. Thanks, not Andy. the band. Thank goodness. Um,
1: but when he meets a teenage girl... Nope. His life starts to get complicated. Oh, no, no! I want to be clear. I have read through all of this. I think he, that Shay probably mystifies him, like, as an a- anomaly?
0: As a child. As a
1: child. Like, I don't know how to okay, care for child. Not as an
0: adult human yeah, being. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, I've enjoyed all of our, like, oh, woman, but I think it very much is, like...
0: I have baby now. I have need a to baby now. Yeah,
1: very like a Mandalorian type thing. Oh, and we have to pay Disney Witcher. now. Witcher, yeah. Pay
0: Netflix now.
1: And pay Bethesda. No, Ubisoft.
0: I don't actually know who publishes Witcher. I just know it's not Bethesda.
1: Because it's a good game.
0: Don't do this. I love Skyrim and Oblivion so much. They're the reason I game.
1: Uh, Lots of action and humor I've come to expect from Michael and novels. And if you love barbecue too, Michael has included some of his fans' homemade recipes in the back of the book. Another great book. Looking forward to the next one. This is a barbecue book! It is the same!
0: Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, though, how exciting would it be to be, like, reading a fantasy book and also you get barbecue recipes with it?
1: Hakan uh, Windqvist says... Two stars. Invincible guy murdering thugs. Spoiler. Lack of suspense, questionable morals, and very little character development bring down my march. To be
0: fair, he does warn about the vulgarity. And, like, the bounty hunter lifestyle. Which, like, often come with questionable, questionable morals. morals.
1: Yeah, I mean, you literally have a bounty hunter. The writing style is okay, and the story is interesting enough that I did manage to finish the book. So it isn't awful. Thus two stars, I guess. The story is about an invincible guy that goes about murdering bad guys that have wronged him. There is no suspense. You know the guy is invincible and couldn't be hurt. You are also told the people he murders are really, really bad guys and have it coming. So the murdering spree is okay. Uh, Is that the questionable moral? It's just like it's a murder spree and that like Hakan doesn't like that, I think. But the fact that it's... Anyway, much of the story is centered on what a mystery the characters are, which I take as an excuse for the lack of character development and very limited backstory. Ooh, I'm, ooh, I'm an impenetrable. Ooh, my, my, ooh, who am I deep down? I'm, I'm James. I'm Batman. I'm James Brownstone. I'm, I'm James Batman. Um, I apparently did not find this enticing enough when I first went through and made a screenshot, so I don't know who made this, but I'm just going to read the first bit of it, which is I'm a bit too lazy to figure out how to connect to the author on his homepage or whatever. However, if I was so inclined to figure out how to contact him, I'd congratulate him, compliment him, whatever. First of all, it's so easy. Amazon has the links right there.
0: Or just, like, search his name and see if he has a Twitter. Or just,
1: does he have a Twitter? James...Twitter.com? Ch- James? Jimothy?
0: I think that's the name of the character.
1: Michael? Michael Carlisle. Michael Andrel. Michael Andrel. People? People? Actually, very hard to find. Uh, Several Michael Andrels, I want to be clear, but none that immediately strike me as. Um, What a German. I think that Andela is probably a very common ah
0: uh,
1: um, german last mystery name. solved um all right jerry hyatt one star wth question mark
0: what the hell question mark terrible
1: writing uh, like a 10-year boy wrote it terrible writing like a 10-year boy wrote it this I is also it my best of three times you are out letter u letter r out and finally had enough Threw it across the room. Oh. Hoped it would be like Shane Silver's Orlando Sanchez, MD Massey, ETC. Boy, was I wrong. Based on reviews, I almost bought all of his books. Thanks. Thank God I changed my mind. That was one sentence.
0: Why? Who, like, just buys all book right away? No,
1: very good point. Secondly, Jerry Hyatt just apparently read the book, closed it, and immediately got on and just... Terrible writing like a 10 year old boy. <laughs> and just like word vomited into this review.
0: Listen, uh, you get a feeling you're passionate about it, go for it.
1: Uh, and a nice positive note from Mike: Five stars. Another winner from Michael Anderla. My first foray into the Officer's Universe, and not only is it as good as expected, but there is finally a male lead character. What? Finally! Representation! <laughs> We've never men. had
0: a male lead!
1: Um, don't get me wrong. I've been thrilled about Bethany Ann, Valerie, Hannah, Julianne, and all the ass-kicking female lead characters. But except for TH, there was a heavy estrogen thing going on in the Cartherian Gambit universe. Now we have James Brownstone, a Jack Reacher-esque character with the immortal initials of such heroic types. As Jason Bourne, oh my God. James Bond, no. and the others who are there protecting the innocent and clobbering
0: baddies. Don't you know that if you have heroic initials, you will be a hero? My initials Good are luck. JB. So Josie, when you go um, on oh, your-
1: Jack Reacher-esque.
0: I think you mean Jack Beecher.
1: Jack Beecher. It is very funny. the effort. Looking forward to reading more of JB and his crew soon. Mike- Mike, reviewer Mike, hopefully not our producer Mike, because I'll lose a lot of respect for him. Finally, Mike, 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 Mike. some men, some, finally some testosterone in my, in my urban fantasy. God,
0: I've never wanted something more.
1: Have you noticed though, that like, just like look at like kind of the books as a genre.
0: God, I'm so curious. So
1: many women.
0: About Michael's other uh, female leads. Because I'm assuming that these are other...
1: People in a similar universe, yeah. Um, Bethany, Ann, Valerie, Hannah, and Julianne, though, as names, does not incite much uh, much hope in me personally.
0: I mean, listen, Valerie's a nice name. Valerie's
1: a decent name. Um, I like
0: that they're like average names, you know.
1: Double it's the double Anne, the Bethany Ann and the Julianne.
0: That's fair. Um,
1: Could be
0: a Juliana. Could could be a. Can you say Julianne like Juliana?
1: J U I. That's not. I'm gonna stop spelling. Um that's that's going to be it for
0: Yeah, so thank those you for books. thank you for being with us today. Not yet. No, Feared, just kidding.
1: Feared by hell. No, I was just making re-saying the title. Feared uh, by hell. Uh,
0: Feared by hell.
1: Feared by hell, a James Brownstone novel one.
0: Is James Brown's a name? For James Brown could be something that someone James Brown new, is someone's name but someone's someone's famous. Name. Yeah.
1: Yes, yeah.
0: <laughs> is James Brown a name?
1: Yes. Yes. Um
0: you.
1: Hi, <laughs> hi. I'm Becca, and I'm Josie, and we've been your judges. And
0: yes, we will remain.
1: So I a can. huge, a huge thanks uh, to uh, the Rogue Media Network and and our producer Mike. Uh, this podcast literally would not exist uh, without them. Uh, certainly not in the form <laughs> that it exists now. Oh my gosh, yes. um, go check out other uh, podcasts on the uh, Rogue Media Network. Um, vhs trackers uh just came out uh recently what's your excuse keep waco loud all excellent excellent stuff uh go check out fabled bookshop uh in waco texas it's very good um a huge thank you uh to my mother um for growing me inside her body into the person i am today oh god um like for the whole time you were inside your mother I mean, she grew me and then, and then, like, I was cut out. You. Nope, never ejected. I'm That's again fair. from my mother's womb, untimely ripped.
0: Yeah. Um, and, you know, please review us. Please check out the other podcasts on the Rogue Media Network. that one. I'm so bad at listening.
1: But as far as reviews go, just a reminder that we will read reviews of our podcasts uh, on, on an episode. Please make and us say episode. funny
0: things. Please make us sponsor your business. As long as you give us those five stars. I mean, even if you don't give us those five stars, but we'll like. We'll
1: read them. We believe no one is above judgment. So say some shit about us. But then, yeah, use us to get free advertising. And, and- apparently we'll talk about it for way longer than is a normal advertisement i mean
0: we'll talk about anything for way longer than is normal
1: we've got to keep this episode under 60 minutes in the raw we i'm so sorry every episode except for that one time i forgot the book at home
0: truly a criminal account
1: we turn to the inspiration for this for 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 our hero hogue our hero hogue our inspiration to keep going um from our from our drug book the Dark Horse. Uh, so this is the bi-weekly devotional <clears throat> from page 17. Interrupt my horse show schedule. Every Monday, rider's day off. <sighs> Bye.
0: Bye. We love you, Mike. You're great, Mike. We love you.
1: This has been Road Media Network Podcast. And now welcome to the ASM. The, se- the secret part of this episode. And now I'm going Ooh. to open a book. Amen.